everyone. This is Cassio Ghost. You're listening to KU Radio. From the University of Utah, you're listening to Loco for Locals, a KU Radio production where we talk with local musicians, emerging artists, and underground visionaries. We cover new music, upcoming shows, and get to know the people right behind the local scene here in Salt Lake City. I'm your co-host, Connor. And I'm Michaela. And today we are talking with Cassio Ghost, a psychedelic surf rock band from Salt Lake City. Coming off the release of their debut album, Postmodern Blues, they've been busy playing local shows and promoting the album. How are you guys? Yeah, chilling. Yeah. We'll just have you guys start off by introducing yourselves and your roles in the band and kind of explaining how you met and joined forces. Yeah, my name is Tanner Waite. I sing lead, um, lead vocal and play guitar in the band. Yeah, I'm Oliver and I play keys. That's all I do. <laughs> and uh, the band came about in 2020, like uh, uh, right like at the end of the year. Um, I just moved to Salt Lake City and like had a batch of songs I'd been writing. Knew a friend like when I moved here, uh, our bass player Ethan. And uh, Ethan introduced me to Oliver. Yeah, I actually met Ethan here at the U. I, we shared a dorm in Sage Point. And he'd been in a couple other bands. And then he knew that I actually had done some recording with him, just playing like one or two notes on the keyboard um, for one of his audio production classes. And then he started uh, playing with Tanner and invited me to join. And I played one or two notes on the keyboard when I first started with them. But <laughs> it's been a good journey so far. Cool. Good to see Rage Point bringing people together. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, Cassio Ghost is a pretty cool band name. Uh, how did you guys come up with it, and what does it mean to you? Um, honestly, uh, all the original demos I recorded using this Casio synthesizer from the 80s, and I uh, just always wanted a band name with Ghost in it, so there's no real meaning behind it other than, yeah, the original tracks were made with that keyboard. That's pretty dope. Um, in your Spotify bio, you talk about the combination of modern garage and surf with psychedelic, psychedelic sounds of yesteryear. Uh, what are your influences from these genres, and how do you put them together to create your sound? A big part of our sound is just very, uh, just very washed out and reverb. Um, and like, I love a lot of surfy, like guitar playing and everything. Um, yeah, I don't know. How would you say the? Just trying to keep it to like it? to authentic instrumentation, and like, I don't know, listening to a lot of like Tame Impala and other stuff that is like modern versions of old psychedelic rock. It's mostly just like the instruments that you're playing and how you're recording it, I think, as well as some songwriting aspects, you know. Yeah, certainly. I, you know, it's kind of an old bio. We've sort of been, uh, when people have asked us about the album, we've kind of gone away from the psychedelic surf and we're starting to call it existential cowboy rock. <laughs> it's been a lot more Western influence lately. That's the first time I've heard that one. Really? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I've been saying it. I mean, Existential Cowboy is awesome. You guys should definitely throw that into your market. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it looks like you've played uh, some pretty cool local venues around here. Do you want to tell me about, like, uh, like the energies of the crowds and maybe, like, which one has been your favorite or, like, shout out any favorite venues? Yeah, I won't speak for Oliver. My favorite that we've played, and we've probably played there the most, is Urban Lounge. Um, I think for a small venue in town, they just have the best sound and uh, great turnouts. We've got invited to do some great shows there. Um, people are just into it. I don't know, I, I really like Urban. Yeah, Urban Lounge is kind of like our home base, I'd say. It's probably a lot to do with like the 21 plus uh, like door policy, but I've enjoyed playing Kilby. Kilby Block Party was really fun. Um, yeah, we played Kilby Block Party two or three? Three, we played Kilby Block Party Yeah, three. last year. Last year, mm -hmm. so that was fun. Um, but in terms of venues, yeah, Urban Lounge is definitely like home base. 
We did play a show at Metro, too, which was cool, playing in such a big room. Uh, Salt Lake just has good venues. It's like a pleasure to be here playing. I've only been here for the last three or four years, so getting to know the city and getting to know all the venues has been really fun. How is it compared to like the music scene where you're from? I'm from Spokane, Washington, so um, a smaller city than here. Like with a lot of passionate people, it was very cool. But uh, there's just like more people here, like really into it. A lot of like young kids just super into playing and going to shows. And yeah, I would say that's probably why I enjoyed playing Kilby Court so much, is because I have memories going back to when the stage was on the other side, and I was like 11 years old, and it was my brother's or my my friend's brother's band playing, and I was like one of five people there, and now playing to like a bunch of people at Kilby Court is really fun. Well, we've done it like mm-hmm. one or two times, but. Oh, that's super cool. You guys just released an album back in July, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, do you want to tell me a little bit about like the creative process and maybe how it's differed from creating like the EPs and singles that came before it? Yeah, you know, it's made up of a lot of the EPs and singles before it. Um, starting around when we played at Kilby Block Party, I think that's when we recorded the first song that's on the album. Um, so it's been just a steady process since then. Uh, we did do a bunch of singles, and like I kind of said, very existential themes. I'd been reading like a lot of Albert Camus, if you're familiar, um, this like absurdist philosopher. So like a lot of existential philosophy just sort of ties the whole album together thematically. Um, and then before the album came out, honestly, we had maybe like a one or two month push where we wrote and recorded like four of the songs and finished them, mixed and mastered the whole thing and like got it out just in the nick of time. (laughs) So it was kind of a crunch, but we kind of, uh, I kind of liked creating that way. It was cool. Yeah, it was fun because a lot of them had been hanging around. I mean, we have one song that we basically redid from the very first practice I'd ever been. So it's one of the oldest songs. And then we had a couple that Tanner, Tanner does all the writing and songwriting stuff. So he came to us with them maybe two or three weeks before, and we kind of just like wrote our parts and recorded it immediately after, which was cool. I think I kind of want to do that again. I want to do it too. Yeah. We Oliver and I were writing lyrics together for Jared, our drummer, to sing when he, he was like driving up from Provo area. Um, and in that time, yeah, we wrote his verse and yeah, everything. Just kind of shooting from there. And there's some of my favorite lyrics on the album, actually. The song is The Illusion. Yeah, I've definitely noticed uh, some of those uh, like existential themes. I'll have to read more into the lyrics, but... I like that a lot. It's good inspiration. Kind of goes along with like the whole psychedelic stuff too. I mean, yeah. a lot of the like late '60s, mid '60s beatnik writers have a lot of that existential like angst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, like I feel like that is kind of why we're getting away from calling it psychedelic music because it, the music itself, like the sound, maybe isn't all that psychedelic. Maybe a little inspired sometimes by it, but it's definitely just uh, like you said, sort of the themes. It's not as psychedelic as a lot of music these days, but back yeah. in the day, it probably would have been considered. Maybe. Psych- yeah. yeah. Anytime you put a phaser on something, I think. We're born yeah. in the wrong year. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Do you have any, like, retro bands that you want to name that you uh, are inspired by or, like, you've named, uh, like, uh, philosophy writers or yeah. inspiration? Any other, like, either inspirations you want to name, either lyrically or musically? Um, the first big one that comes to mind is Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys, um, especially starting when he did Pet Sounds. I love that he, like, it's all so existential and a lot of it is so sad, but still packaged in this, like, happy Beach Boys sort of, uh, you know, sound. And, uh, I don't know, I find that inspiring because I just feel like that kind of reflects what life is, you know? I mean, like, uh, it's always a struggle and there's always 
um, things you're dealing with, but it's also beautiful. And I don't know, Brian Wilson is really somebody that could take those like difficult experiences. Like he was a pretty troubled guy in a lot of ways, but just create beautiful things out of it. That'd be a big one. I don't know. What do you think, Oliver? I mean, I'm a little mainstream, so I like John Lennon quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Like, his solo work right after was awesome. Um, I don't know. Watching that documentary that came out that Peter Jackson did on that came out on Apple Music about the Beatles was really cool. I, I, I love seeing that, like, behind-the-scenes kind of thing. Um, and then, yeah, I, start, I already said Kevin Parker from Tame Paul is awesome. But, um, yeah. If you haven't heard the song... Alone Again Naturally by Gilbert O'Sullivan. That is like one of my favorite songs from that era. It's really good. Very, again, super sad, but I don't know. It has like a good vibe to it, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. And a couple newer bands that uh, are very inspiring to me are Nude Party. If uh, I don't know if you all have seen them before. Um, Another sort of, they're from New York and kind of like Western influence sort of indie rock band. Um, and then also Locals, Fontaine. That's like one yeah. of my favorite bands Fontaine's of all time great. right now. They're so good. If you guys had to make like a soundtrack for something like a movie or, you know, like any type of media, what do you think would fit your guys' vibe the most? Like what the movie would look like? Yeah, like what kind of genre? Like, mm. I don't know, a video game or... Ooh, that's good. If you had to make like a soundtrack for a commercial or something. Our drummer Jared has always said it would be awesome to do like uh, like a surf video or like snowboarding compilation or skateboarding thing. I think that'd be super fun to like mm-hmm. either make a thing for a skate video. We did do, I, I recorded a documentary in Seattle and we used our music for that. Um, that was really fun. We went out and interviewed a bunch of people um, and yeah, we used the song Everything That's Hurt You and a couple other things, um, kind of just instrumental versions of our music. Um, yeah, that's up on YouTube. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I was actually going to mention that. Like, uh, seeing the songs in a documentary filmed in the Pacific Northwest, like, I feel like that place is just so moody. Like, it's kind of, sort of where I'm from. I'm from Spokane originally. Um, and yeah, I totally imagine it being in some sort of documentary. I don't know. I don't know, Man- melancholy vibes. I'm not exactly sure what the uh, what it, the subject matter would be. But. We've both said that we love Arcade Fire's soundtrack to the movie Her. That's like, I mean, I, yeah. that's like one of my favorite yeah. OSTs of mm-hmm. all time. Yeah, because you can definitely tell it's Arcade Fire, but it's like, I don't know, very fitting for the movie. And then that same vein, are there any like kind of dream artists you'd want to collab with? I mean, Fontaine, like, they're locals. That's, that, it doesn't even feel that far outside the realm of possibility, but that would be a huge honor. I kind of describe them as if... It's like the Carpenters yeah. from, like, the 70s, yeah. but uh, with, like, a little bit of psychedelic, like, twang to it. Um, yeah, really cool band. I would love to collaborate with them. Yeah, they're on my radar. I need to check them out. Yeah, check yeah. them out. Shout Get out them Fontaine. in here. Yeah. yeah, shout out Fontaine. <laughs> um, I had the chance to talk to Sam Evian for a second. Kill Me Block Party 3. And uh, I'd love to go record an album out there sometime. Maybe sophomore album or senior album. Yeah, wow. <laughs> It'd yeah, be fun. Yeah. yeah. Also, Cut Worms. I don't know if I mentioned them earlier, but uh, a band that was just in town recently, uh, also very good. Kind of a little country inspired. So you've mentioned Kobe Block Party and some of your other local venues that you've played. Do you have a dream venue or festival or anything like that? Um, I would love to play at Baby's All Right in Brooklyn. Um, 
it's just a, it's kind of I've never even been there. I haven't even been to New York City, but I follow that venue because all of the best up and comers are always coming there and playing. Um, playing there would be cool. I really love Portland. In fact, like we just did a tour back in the spring, and it was my favorite city we played on the whole thing. Then they've got a venue, uh, the Doug Fur Lounge and Mississippi Studios. I would love to play there. Just great sound, great vibes. I love those cities. Yeah, Portland's fun. I'd definitely want to go back. We were planning on playing Tree Fort, but I think we ended up uh, like putting in our application too late or something. We like no, we just didn't our... get in. Oh, is that what next it was? Next year though, yeah. <laughs> maybe next year. So yeah, Tree Fort would be fun. Yeah, I'd love to go play in Boise. So yeah, that is a that's like one of the funnest festivals I've been to, Tree Fort. Shout out Tree Fort. <laughs> yeah. So you guys came out with your album. You've been doing some shows and promotion for that recently, mm-hmm. right? Just kind of locally. Yeah. So what can we expect to see from Casio Ghost coming up? Are you guys working on a new project? Or are you uh, just working on live stuff? Like, What are you guys up to? We've got a few things in the works. We're in early phases of writing new stuff, like definitely thinking about a second album. Um, we're about to place an order for vinyl for the record we just did, and then hopefully doing another tour. We're planning to tour in the fall of next year with the, the record in a physical copy and everything. Um, we also have a live session that we just filmed coming out really soon. Yeah, yeah, a week from two days ago. So the 27th, we're premiering the live session that we recorded. I kind of wanted to do like my own KXP thing. Um, again, I'm gonna bring up Tame Impala. There's this uh, live session that he did where he played through the entire album of Inner Speaker um, with the band inside the house that he recorded it in. And that's probably one of my favorite pieces of media of all time. It's really awesome to hear him now, 10 years later, going back and revisiting his first album. Um, but we did that in my art studio um, in like May, right before I flew out to Sweden. Um, we filmed it and then I'm gonna release it and then go to Sweden again, but. We, we teamed up with some film friends, really good cinematographers. Um, and then we have a bunch of recording equipment, so we just took it all in there. So yeah, we've been really working on honing the sound of it, and Oliver's been working video magic, and yeah, so that'll be fun. Kind of a way to promote the album. We'll be using it for a lot of promo stuff. Yeah, it's just like a fun kind of live session. Mm. It was right after we got back from tour too. So yeah, we wanted we're... to take advantage of the post-tour tightness. Yeah, you know, when you're playing every night, you uh, just play tighter than ever. So yeah, it was fun. I'm excited for that to come out. Cool. Yeah, definitely go check that out when it comes out. Um, sounds like a lot of fun. Sounds like uh, there's a lot of passion behind it, too. Um, and it sounds like you guys are like multifaceted artists as far as like film and stuff like that. Are there any other um, like mediums of art that you'd like to incorporate in the bands? Well, Tanner does all of the visual stuff mostly uh, this will be my first foray into the visual aspect of the band with the video but yeah he's done all the album artwork t-shirts promotional stuff yeah yeah i'm a graphic designer and illustrator and um honestly kind of a control freak i don't know oliver could probably speak to that just about the uh the look of everything like it feels it's it's really part of the whole experience like i love being able to create the visual art that accompanies the music we're making and it all feels cohesive to me so branding Branding, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, checking out your Instagram, I love the typography. I think it really fits you guys very well. I love Thanks. the colors. Um, it seems like it's all uh, very well thought through. We try and dress like it sometimes, too. Uh, yeah. Cool. Do you have any, like, favorite uh, outfits that you've put together for shows or, like, themes? 
Honestly, I have a shirt that I bought. It's just uh, some, like, just trippy shirt from the 70s with, like, the big collar and all that. And I feel like I wear it at, like, 75% of our shows. He's wearing it in the live session. Yeah, if yeah. If you guys want to yeah, go yeah, check it out. You'll get to see the shirt. The, the famous <laughs> shirt. So, like, a cartoon character's closet where it's just, like, a whole bunch of that shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Oh, I wish. Because I know it's going to wear out someday and I'm going to be really sad about it. I do but have a shirt exactly like it. Too. Yeah, you do. Yeah. yeah. Before we wrap up, is there any uh, final thoughts you want to share? Stories from shows or interesting facts about Casio Ghost that you want to shout out? Go check out the live session. Yeah, go check out the live session. We are premiering it at Blue Jeans on Friday, October 27th. Uh, it'll be on the projector and everything. So It'll be up on YouTube after. And then, yeah, it'll be up on YouTube after. Um, keep your eyes out for records coming out. Uh, we're going to do a bunch of crazy color vinyl and everything. So, um, yeah, lots of things coming up we're really excited about. Yeah, just, I guess, final thoughts, like... Music is a great way to, for people to connect. I know there's like a lot of disconnection, and it's been great for me. It's like all of my friends are musicians, and that's been something that you know I'm super grateful to have had. So go out and see local music. Yeah, yeah. Make some friends. Yeah, definitely check out a Casio Ghost show. Um, get into those existential cowboy vibes, um, and follow their Instagram to to stay updated with all their all their new content. Awesome. Thank Thanks you guys. Thanks guys. Thanks.